God loves diversity, doesn't he? When we look at creation, we see an immense diversity of all kinds of things, of colors, of shapes, of sounds, smells, sizes. It's incredible. You can see photos of different parts of the world. You can see photos of the same part of the world, and it looks different every time. There's differences there. And in our church, there's a lot of diversity already, isn't there? Look around you. Different heights, different hairstyle. Me and Bob have got the same hairstyle, but other than that, I think everyone else is different. Um, Different eye colour. Different sex, different age, different social status, different political stance. Everyone's different. Different. And really, that's how God planned it. There are no two people the same on the face of the earth. In all of the millennia, the billions of people who have walked on the face of the earth, no two have been the same. Isn't that amazing? Everyone's different. Now, we see God's desire for diversity on the day of Pentecost. Yes, go on. You can do it. Come on. Yes. On the day of Pentecost. The birthday of the church. Birthday of the church. What an amazing plan that God had. Because men and women were praying together. Yes. They can pray together. Men and women were praying together. You can see that in Acts 1. And they were in Jerusalem, and the Holy Spirit fell. And the Bible says they were staying in Jerusalem, God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. What a coincidence. God wants to bring the church to life on the same day that there are people from every nation gathered together in Jerusalem. And the Holy Spirit fell, and the 120 disciples, men and women, all started speaking in other tongues, and all these people from other countries understood what they were saying. And they were blown away by it all. What's going on? All these people are speaking. They're just ordinary people from Palestine, but they're speaking in my language. I can understand what they're saying. I can understand them proclaiming the greatness of God. That's good, isn't it? That's good planning. That's very, very good planning. And I've got to get the right buttons on this, haven't I? Let's try that one. Oh, look, there we are. Look, that's a nice, colourful picture. 120 people speaking out in different languages, which they'd never learnt before, and everyone that was there could understand the message being preached. And so they would then take that message back to their cultures, their groups, their people groups, their countries, to spread the message there. Isn't that amazing planning? Let's have all these different nations gathered together in one place and let's speak to them in a language that they can understand. At least 14 different languages heard the message of Jesus that day on the day of Pentecost. So we've got three points about Diversity. Firstly, the opportunities of diversity. Two, the challenges of diversity. And three, the blessings of diversity. And the good news is, in a minute, you get to look at Midian. Come on, there should be a bit more of a... a, Yay! Praise the Lord for that. 
So, the opportunities of diversity. So, day of Pentecost, all these different nations heard the message, heard the gospel of Jesus, heard the disciples, the 120 men and women proclaiming the greatness of God, and they took that message back to their communities. Now, a long time ago, and maybe someone who's been in the church longer than I will know when, but there was a prophecy given to the community church about being an Antioch church. Who's heard of that prophecy before? Quite a few still. Well, that's good. So it was, it was prophesied that it should be an Antioch church. And at that time, it was interpreted correctly as meaning planting churches, sending out missionaries to other places, and sending out small groups or individuals to go on short-term missions. And it was an amazing time in the church when there was lots going on, people catching the vision for mission. Whether it be long-term or short-term, they were going out there, and they were going to proclaim the message of Jesus in action and in words. Now, I believe that it's still relevant to us as a church, that, that word. Do you believe that? A missional people, a people that are willing to lay everything down and go wherever God sends, whether it be for a week, two weeks, six months, a year, whatever, going out and just shining the light of Jesus wherever he wants to send us. Now, there's another side to it, though. The Antioch Church. Antioch, um, it's that red dot kind of towards the right-hand side. You can see Jerusalem down the bottom right-hand corner, and then up there you've got Antioch, and then from there you go left and you're in Europe. Uh, A good strategic place. Um, It's been said that Antioch was a massive city at the time. It was nearly with nearly half a million people, an eclectic mix of cultures. I didn't write this, by the way. You probably guessed that by the language that's being used. Um, It was with nearly half a million people, an eclectic mix of cultures and ethnicities. When first built, it was constructed as a divided city with a literal wall to keep Syrians and Greeks apart. By the time Luke wrote the book of Acts, though, at least 18 different ethnic groups were living within the city's boundaries. Yet divisions remained, and these groups largely kept to their own communities. So there were different neighborhoods of different types of people, different people groups, and they didn't really mix. How do you break into each of those different areas? Well, the church at Antioch had a really good uh, strategy. Acts 13, 1 to 3, talks about... In the church of Antioch, there were prophets and teachers, Barnabas, Simeon called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene, Manain, who had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch, and Saul. While they were worshipping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. So after they had fasted and prayed, they placed their hands on them and sent them off. Now, in that list of the leaders of the Antioch church, we see a mixture of ethnicities, social statuses, and religious backgrounds. That meant that the church had access to a variety of people groups in that city. Clever strategy. I think God was in that. What do you think? Can I get an amen? Thank you. That's good. Now, Basingstoke today, I'm not going to go through all those figures, but you can read them if you like. This is from the census in 2021. 
Today, Basingstoke has a big mixture of cultures, young and old, male, female, different ethnic backgrounds, different social status, a mixture of everything in Basingstoke today. And that's a good thing, isn't it? It's a good thing. We've got a good mix of cultures and people groups in Basingstoke. But to be honest, I don't know how really to preach or to show the love of God to a lot of those groups. I don't have access to them. I definitely don't have access anymore to groups of young people. I've been told that by my children. (laughs) It's cringy if I try. But there are others here who do have that access to these different groups that are listed up here. People here have access. Now, if you put us in a group of Brazilians, well, we're on fire, and that's good. But if you put us in a different group, thank you. Uh, If you put us in a different group, then we've got problems. That's why it's good to have diversity. It opens up opportunities to preach the gospel and do mission amongst all the different cultures in this town. Amen? So that's the opportunities. What are the challenges? Look at that. It works. The main challenge is creating a church environment which is attractive and relevant to all different cultures, whether ethnicity, age, gender, social status, whatever. How do we do that? Well, we need to see ourselves as cross-cultural missionaries. Hmm, Tough, that. Not too sure which one's the missionary there. Um, She might be related to Gary Bastin, actually. Um, Anyway, when somebody does cross-cultural missions, they have to learn a new language or a new dialect. They have to respect local culture, maybe dress differently. They have to learn how to communicate in a way which is easily understood. How do you preach the gospel to a group that's never heard of the Bible, for example? How do you explain who God is to a people who've never heard of God before? We also have to accept that the British way of doing church isn't necessarily the best way. Do I get an amen for that one? (laughs) Yeah, there are thousands and thousands of expressions of church around the world. Which one's right? Well, all of them are in a sense. But which one's right for here right now? Which one's right for a church somewhere in Brazil? I always go to Brazil first. I don't know why. Or, yeah, or Spain. Or France. Or France. Thank you, Manuel. That's good. Right, anyway, it can be frustrating. You once had a dialect of an adult in your homeland, but now you've got a dialect of a two-year-old, and you've got to try and express what you want. It's difficult. Homesickness, culture shock, different types of food. It's difficult. Different climate, maybe. Cross-cultural missions isn't easy, but it's good. It comes from the heart of God. It really does. So if we want to be a diverse community, we have to embrace the challenges for 
cross-cultural mission. For example, mix with people who are very different to us. I'm talking now about us here, not going out, but here in our church. Learning new ways to relate to those who aren't from the same people group, whether that's age, gender, background, social status, whatever. Accept that Sunday services may never be the same as they were. Nancy was telling me before the service about Westminster Chapel, where they have Bible readings put up in English on the screen, but they're read in a different language, even sign language. Singing songs in different languages. Worshipping side by side with people who may not even speak English very well. But isn't that the image of God that we see in Revelation before the throne of God? People from every tongue, every tribe, every nation worshipping God together. And if we're going to pray, let, it, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, then that's what we're praying for. Ooh, it's getting good, isn't it? Oh. So that's what it means to be a cross-cultural missionary or a cross-cultural church. If we embrace a cross-cultural vision and seek a diverse church, it will be very challenging, but it will also lead to a much richer and vibrant community. And now I hand over the control to Miriam. Good afternoon. It's so good to be here. I don't know, have you noticed every now and again, diversity, diverse, is coming up in some way to our church? I think God's trying to communicate something really strong here. And so, Ben has asked, asked Ben and I have been talking about the opportunities uh, and the changing the challenges of diversity. We've been talking about it, and then he shared with you now. And then I would like about, um, to talk about the blessings of diversity in a body of Christ. A Brazilian preacher once said, God does not have favorites. He has a different purpose for every single child of his. I'm going to... Is it in there? No. Okay, but I'm going to read it again. Just, okay. God doesn't have favorites. He has a different, different purpose for every single child of his. And I agree. Do you agree? It's impossible as a body, every part of the body be eyes. It would be dif- difficult. Uh, every part of the body would be nose and mouth and it's different. We've got different members, and in the body, it's, it's working properly if you've got everything working, functioning that the way God made it to function. And then the church is the same. You cannot be all preachers, all singers, all evangelists. We need to have a variety, diversity. And so we are. <laughs> uh, Every one of us is unique. Unique? Unique. Yeah. Different, talented, beautiful, etc. 
we can all pray the words of Psalm 139. For you created my inmost being, you need me together in my mother's womb. I never remember that, how to pronounce that word. I praise, I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. So we, every one of us, beautiful, loved, wonderful, um, made. Okay, so special. Please don't get less than that. We are special in our own way. When I was praying about my part, this part, I saw a picture of a table. Is that... It's lovely. Yeah, the table. Yeah, the tables. So, it's so nice when you've got um, like a meal together. Okay? Do you agree? Lots of food. We had the international evening and then it was such a beautiful evening. It was hard to find something like to try everything. It was impossible in a sense to try everything. But I saw a picture and of a table. Lots of food on it, some lovely decorations, lots of people sitting around the table eating, laughing and sharing. And more and more people were joining and there was a space for everyone and they were bringing more food, color, diversity to the table. And a phrase came to my mind, Diversity brings beauty to the table. It brings life, joy, and color. It's like every one of us as a, a banquet. Banquet? So, God, yeah, so it's amazing. And then God has for us. And then you bring, every, like, the food. We've been cooking, hard work. And then you bring, and then everyone sharing. There is a space for, for everyone. There is a, something in church for everyone to do. You don't need to be here. Oh, it's lovely, and you've got the courage. And I said, yeah, but maybe I don't have the courage to do what you do. Or when no one is looking at you, no, no one is seeing you, you're doing. Because you were called to be there. And God has a purpose for you, a different purpose. And then it's so nice. Everyone brings beauty to the table. I thanked God because I could see that there is a place for everyone in his kingdom. Everyone can bring life, color, and beauty to his church. And everything is for his glory. He will bring more people to the light. He is waiting for us to show his love to others. And I would like to share two um, examples of the many times, the many, many times in our lives where diversity has brought life, color, love, laughter, and hope. First of all, first one was I was in my country. I was in my environment, my language, my culture. And 
I had to make space. We had to make space for people from other uh, nationality to join us, to bring that. Uh, we used to live in Ibiara, a small village in Brazil, with around 5,900 people. It was, it is a forgotten and we rejected part of Brazil. Northeast, like a set town itself, it's quite hard. We used to receive teams from community churches. When a diverse group of musicians, preachers, teenagers, adults, dancers, etc., would come and bless the church and the community. They would come and live with us in our house, eating Brazilian food. Oh my goodness, it was a challenge. They would meet people and do their best to communicate with them. They would do streets, street evangelism, music, dance, sketched. And most of the time, they would do this together with the local church members. They would pray for people, teach and encourage our local leaders, help with our kids' works, and do practical hands-on work. They would go out to the rural communities and surrounding villages, often, one of the, often on the back of the track. Like the, the health and safety, no, the back of the track, guys. <laughs> Through this ministry, the people of Ibiara felt valued and loved. Many people, many people, it's such a faith journey because of these teens and eventually gave their life to Jesus. These teens were cross-cultural missionaries. And then I should also make it clear that the people who came out to Brazil were also changed for life through that experience. I've got, uh, so he's in a, he's helping, and Honora is not here. And we've got other people from Herb Church that went to Brazil. And then it was amazing. It's just something different. They gave up their holidays. The, the teenagers, they gave up their, their summer holidays and then did a really good job. And God is still working through these lives, the, all these years, more than 20 years. They, uh, no, yeah, more than 20 years it started. <laughs> so it's just kind of, you can, but now it's amazing, you can still do it. We, we would like to encourage people to do missions like that. But you know, guys, the, the, the nations are coming here. The nations are coming here. So that was a, one. So I, I had to, I didn't speak much English. I, I didn't speak at all. But I, I had to adapt. I had to help. And then I had to, I don't know, <laughs> bear with Ben and Henry. <laughs> Henry Ford, who knows, you know. Anyway, yeah, but it was really nice. And then also was encouraging for Ben to have someone with his own language speaking and understanding the jokes and everything. That was good. <laughs> the second, the second one, this time was our turn. When we moved to UK eight years ago, that was our turn now. And then, it's not being English, yeah. I tell you what, was a change. 
when he came over after 16 years living out, uh, yeah, out of uh, uh, England. England it was a quite a different way of church was doing things. Then he had to adapt as well. Yeah, yeah. We had to learn how to be part of an English church while facing challenges and bereavement in our own lives. We were lovely, lovely, welcomed in South Church, and we were integrated into the body of Christ in a completely different culture. I can't say that was an easy path learning a new language, meeting new people, but I can say it is or it was worth it. I, uh, we were well looked after and we were accepted for who we were. We missed, of course, we missed our church family in Brazil, especially my family. We also miss the Brazilian culture and the Brazilian way of being church. At the same time, we never felt left out. I'm saying that our experience, maybe it's been different for someone, but we never felt left out. We embraced the opportunity to learn, to be shaped by God, to rest and to be healed. We were able to bring beauty to the table, being the way God created us to be. I never felt forced, I never felt forced to become another person or like somebody else. But I had to learn to do things in a British way and flourish in what God wanted me to be. We are grateful to God for all of you. Of course, South Church, the, the churches together, Apollo, and then now we are here. But we thank God for all of you, for being part of his kingdom and part of Hope Church. Let's be a diverse community that sits together around the same table and attracts people from all the local people, groups, and cultures to Jesus. Because that is the aim. Show Jesus to these kind of people. And then I've been to... Uh, we had a um, Hong Kongers meal once. And then what came from people from... I don't know how many countries were there. And then it was lovely. We could just um, laugh and talk and share. And then some, a, a, a lady came to why do you do that? That is the, today is the day you could just do other things. I said, because Jesus told us to do so, to love others, to open a house, our house. I know it's not easy for some people. I'm not saying you do it. You can do other things. You don't need to do everything the other do, the others do. You can do what God wants you to do. And in unity, in unit, yeah, we can share Jesus because it is this is our aim to show people outside that God is good. God can change lives. God can change lives 
And in here sets everyone. Just the way they are. But if they're going to change, God knows because it's his job. <laughs> Amen? So, yeah, so we now... We're going to pray. Now, how many people here speak a language other than English? Can you put your hand up? Okay, good. That's very good. Could you stand up, please? Got you, didn't I? So, what we'd love to do is have some prayers in different languages, praying for our church. So if you've got the courage to come to the front and pray, which I hope some of you will, could you, could you come up to pray with us, please? If you haven't got the courage, it's not a problem. Then you can, you can sit down and not a problem at all. But if you've got the courage to pray over this church, please... Good, we got, we got another Brazilian, so I went to Brazil straight away again. <laughs> anyway, you can come closer, guys. Come on, come on, come on. So, we'll start down that end with John, and we'll come down to this end. And if you, it, short prayers, please, but receive the blessing, all right? Receive whatever they're praying in good faith that they're praying something good for you. I can only vouch for this one. Uh, but this is diversity. This is something a bit different and accepting different cultures, different languages. So just a short prayer God's blessing. Well, I need to decide, don't I? <laughs> the issue is, if I'd been at the end... You probably have got a longer one because I haven't used either the French or the German for several years. But we'll, we'll come, Heiliger Geist. Come. Come. Ohne du gibst nichts hier. Mit du gibst alles. Come, Heiliger Geist. Amen. Deus e Pai, nós te agradecemos por esse tempo juntos e pelo enorme desafio que o Senhor colocou diante de nós nesta tarde. Pai, te agradecemos por este lugar, te agradecemos porque o Senhor tem colocado tantos aqui para ouvir da Tua Palavra, para serem ministrados, Senhor. Esse lugar, esse país que tem tantas nacionalidades, tantas pessoas de lugares diferentes, que possamos todos refletir naquilo que aprendemos hoje e possamos pregar o Teu Evangelho a todos os povos, de todas as línguas e nações. Que teu nome seja glorificado e que muitos venham a dobrar os seus joelhos diante de ti e declarar que somente tu és Senhor. Em nome de Jesus nós oramos que todos nós possamos sair daqui impactados por aquilo que o Senhor ministrou aos nossos corações através de Ben e Miriam. Abençoe esta comunidade e abençoe a Help Church. Em teu nome santo nós oramos. 
Amén. Seigneur, merci pour tout ce que tu as fait dans nos vies, tout ce que tu as fait dans la vie de cette Église et tout ce que tu es en train de faire dans cette ville, à travers de cette Église, à travers des autres Églises. Merci pour tous les étrangers qui, qui sont arrivés dans, dans nos environs. Et Seigneur, aide-nous, ouvre, ouvre nos cœurs à ceux qui sont différents euh, à nous. Ouvre nos esprits à, à la différence, à, à ceux qui euh, ne suivent pas notre culture, mais qui ont besoin de toi. Et euh, bénissez cette Église, bénissez tous ceux qui, euh, qui essaient de, de communiquer l'évangile à ceux qui viennent euh, à cette ville. Au nom de Jésus, Amen. Alléluia. Moutrene, moutrene, moutrene. Mounotchiki Samari, Mounoshamisa, Mounopenya. Mabasayenyu mwari mashinji uwe anoshamisa. Bandu utawara kubata kwenye uyai mwea mtwene. Tizadzei, tizadzei mwea mtwene. Uya mwea mtwene. Tizadzei muzita la jesu. Batai mwari nesimba nekushamisa. Muporese kupukanyika kwedu mwari. Kukutu munoti ziwa ni mazita edu. Mazita jesu. Moltas merasas, Senyor Jesus. Moltas merasas per la teva, per el teu amor a la teva misericordia. Gracias, Senyor, por tu misericordia, gracias por tu amor, por tu perdón, por tu, por tu uh, comprensión. Gracias porque nos amas a todos por igual, sin ninguna diferencia. Gracias, Señor, porque no somos de aquí o de allí o de allá, o de un país, o de otro país, o de cualquier otro país, pero somos tus hijos, primeramente, somos tus hijos. Y ahora estamos comprendiendo un poquitín, poquitín de nada, de lo que es ser tus hijos. Gracias, Señor, porque nos quieres como tus hijos. Buona Jesu Asitiwe. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you very much, everyone. Thank you. Wasn't that amazing? That was just so amazing. Wow. Hallelujah. Obrigado.